Record Night. I'm Ryan. I'm Chris. And what do we do here at Record Night? Recognize a podcast where we bring a theme, we bring two records by the theme, and then we sit down and talk about them. It's two buds. Yeah. Well, out. what's our what's our theme for tonight then? Our theme for tonight is. Them's fighting words. <laughs> them's fighting words. But uh, them's fighting words. Yeah, we Chris I got like, a uh, a fancy little sampler thing. Uh, yeah. So now we're practically a. Uh, a morning zoo radio show. I know, show. I got some other stuff on here too, too. I got You want your colon clean? Fine, I'm gonna clean mine. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> got a few other things. Let me see what I got. We're made for the morning drive radio now. Fat ass back here. Yeah, that's in the, that's one I found just now. Get your fat ass back. But yeah, uh, <laughs> I got before we before we devolve into completely just listening to samples all all the time. Um, you can reach out to us on social media on Facebook. We are facebook.com slash record night. Mm-hmm. We're on Instagram at record night pod. And we have a email account record night pod at gmail.com. So if you want to send us some themes or kind of interact with the themes that we are talking about, or you just listen to feel free to hop in, join some comments, send us some new themes. Yeah. If you have a record, happy things, to talk to you. You have a good thing that uh, encapsulates then certain words better than the ones we picked were all yours. Or yeah, ours. we'll fight you. Yeah, yeah, we'll fight you on that one too. <laughs> um, how's you? How you been, pal? So far, so good. Just kind of schooling and working. Yeah. And listening to music. Yeah, I got. Yeah, my new. How about yourself? I'm, I'm pretty excited. I got the new Roadcaster or the Roadcaster Pro in the mail yesterday, and this mic. So I might be sounding real pretty and velvety for you guys. Um, yeah, you sound like a professional podcaster. I mean, but. Like, so when I go to work, when I was at work and not working from home, and I was talking to people, people would be like, you do a podcast? How is it that you have such a mush mouth, but you do a podcast? But the thing is, with this Roadcaster Pro, you put on that oral exciter, it's so easy to hear what I'm saying. <laughs> it's exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. Um, <laughs> but once this COVID thing's happening, Ryan's going to be here and have just as velvety as a voice as I have, right? Are you saying my voice isn't velvety? I'm, I'm saying that. It is velvety, but it'd be even better than mine. I'm gonna set, but I'm actually gonna set a new disc down here, like over here by the guitar over here, and um, we'll have our own little station instead of just. That'll be cool. Yeah, because my desk is cluttered with all workstation stuff right now. A workstation like work, not not did you joke? Not work, o- work. Yeah, work, work, not audio work. Yeah, not a project station. Yeah, I feel like we've been long overdue to do this fighting words for a long time. Um. I think so. I, I mean, this is one of the first ones I came up with for when we start doing themes, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, this is... I, I I almost had mine right away. How about you? Uh, pretty much. I Usually, um, at the end of the episodes, when we draw the new theme, mm-hmm. I will quickly scroll down on my notes, uh, just like what immediately pops into my head, and this was the only thing that popped into my head, and I stuck with it. Okay. Uh, so and I think it works. Do you want to go ahead and tell me what you brought? Yeah, for sure. Okay, I'm listening. I, I even have the record right here. You can listen to me. Oh, shit. Power Trip. are touching it. Yeah, it is Power Trip's Nightmare Logic. Which, okay. Look how spooky that cover is. It is spooky. Um, it's very cool. We, um, should, we should mention probably uh, the uh, lead singer of Power Trip, Ryle Gale, has passed uh, just yeah, recently. Yeah, it's been a, yeah, it was like a couple weeks now, mm-hmm. maybe even close to a month can i tell, tell a quick story about riley yeah go for it. so i um i grew up in dallas and uh riley was a part of me and Riley. well riley more so but me we both went to hardcore shows together i, I remember when halo, halo came out he had a land party mm-hmm. in his house that i went to 
Um, yeah. And we all, we both frequented the DallasHardcore.com, which is no longer a message board, but it was a board back then. Was it remember those PHP ones, those <laughs> old school message boards? Yeah, that was something we frequented a lot. And uh, me and Riley didn't always get along, right? <laughs> we, mm-hmm. we got in the little shitty, you know, late teenage angsty posts. But uh, but I always liked his bands. He was a man called um, Dark Mark and the Balls Out Gang, or just Dust Balls Out. And they were like a like a youth crew hardcore band, right? Mm-hmm. And um, they toured and they had a record out on, like, I think, Tofu Carnage, which is a local label. And, um, and then... Uh, after that, I you know I stopped really going to shows around 22, and I didn't really care. And uh, he started a band called Power Trip, and pa- everyone loved Power Trip, and everyone still loves Power Trip. Uh, <laughs> me and Riley, we were acquaintances. He was a cool dude, uh, just stupid teenage like drama that was that I don't really even think about anymore. You know, I I don't remember mm-hmm. what we got in a fight about. You know. But, right, but it was all, all over the board, and people were just like "ooh, burn" and back and forth. But that's me. <laughs> that's me and Riley. Riley was a cool, dude, and it's a uh, sad day he's gone. Yeah, yeah. rip. <laughs> all right, uh, well, uh, be right back. I need to close my stupid door now. Gotcha. In the meantime, I'll play a fart noise. <laughs> yeah, I just had to play a fart noise. Of course, guys. I come back to that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, they started in Dallas mm-hmm. in about 2008. Mm-hmm. This album, Nightmare Logic, came out in 2017 on uh, Southern Lord. Oh yeah, Southern Lord. You didn't they just have a sale that you bought a ton of shit? Yeah, yeah. one of which was Nightmare Logic. Oh nice, because it's been one I've been needing to pick up for a while. Which it's weird that labels changed a lot since they started because they used to just be like. Sun and Sun-related bands, and then it kind of expanded into, um, you know, more just kind of like droney, heavier bands. Yeah. They, they changed at some point to doing a lot more kind of like, they had like a real like grindcore thing going on for a while. And then now they kind of do everything. So, it's you know, they've got power, power trip, modern thrash kind of thing. They have some like bilingual death metal bands. And... So Southern Word was their when it was growing up, I guess, or like, you know, like, uh, all my friends that are in heavy music, Southern mm-hmm. was a big label. Like, like it was all about relapse and Southern for a lot of people. <laughs> and, right. Uh, and so Southern I think are probably the more independent label, the, the one the cool kids listen to, I guess, mm-hmm. if you're going to be a label, uh, elitist about that, I never was, but, um, yes. I think so, the cool one's Sergeant House now. Sergeant House, do you think so? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fair. Terramelos, Russian Circles, Chelsea oh, Wolf. That's true. Chelsea Wolf Death has heaven. a. I think it's Chelsea Wolf. They're so weird because they have like a. Uh, she has like a metal following, but her music's not metal at all. It's yeah, just the it's imagery heavy, she uses. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I have a Chelsea Wolf "Pain Is Beauty" in my record shelf. And, oh nice. Yeah, I try. I try and you've got some Death Heaven albums. Yeah, I do. Have, I do have several. Death, I have all Death Heaven. And I'm trying. Yeah, they're Southern Lord. Okay, I was. I, uh, I was not Southern Lord. Yeah. Uh, Sergeant House. I'm going to listen to an artist named Lingua Ignata. And uh, mm-hmm. I just checked. Also she, on Sergeant House, I believe. She, I'm seeing Profound Lore. I thought she was on. <laughs> but uh, I mean, she now sounds like. Into it. She sounds like <laughs> she'd be, should be on Southern Lore. But she also has. No, like she's a, on Sergeant House, I thought. Oh, shit. Hold on. Let me look at this. I'm looking at her. 
Wikipedia. I know. Now you get to listen to two dudes. I know. Just, uh, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're fucking right. She is on Sergeant House. I'm, I'm wrong, guys. I'm wrong. Uh, she Boom. also she also has a profound metal falling, but it's mostly because she flagellates herself on stage. She's like hurts herself all the time. Oh jeez. And I'm kind of like a Amon Ra or something. Yeah, yeah. Like a who might what? also be on Sergeant House. I don't know. Goddamn. Can't remember. I wish I get that power trip right. <laughs> yeah. So, so who are the members of Power Trip? That's a good question. Mm. I forgot to do research. Um, Dude. <laughs> I was too busy listening to the music. <laughs> You're too busy enjoying yourself. <laughs> um, so obviously, Riley Gale. Mm. Um, we got Blake Ibanez, mm-hmm. Chris Ulsh, Nick Stewart, and Chris Wetzel. There's a Chris in there, but there's no Ryan. So what do we do about this? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but there... Um, they're like a thrash metal band. Uh, Cross over thrash the, if people want to be super specific about genres, which doesn't really Yeah, because they're kind of more in the lines with like suicidal tendencies and mm-hmm. stuff like that. They're better than suicidal tendencies in my Oh, opinion. for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a bunch of shit. But they're definitely, yeah. they're definitely on like the heavier end. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, this album... I you know me until like I sit down to actually like listen to something like this I don't pay attention too much to the lyrics, so just the music itself I was like oh that's totally a fighting album I, oh, get, yeah. in the, I well, get in the mood to fight and then I was reading through the lyrics and I'm like this thing's full of fighting oh yeah awesome. yeah way it's more than even better I mean the whole thing is about, about fighting for or fighting against you know what I mean like like uh, hey Chris mm-hmm. we're not recording that's okay we're on my um roadcaster. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, to... that's the backup. <laughs> okay, whew. I'll, I'll start now though. Why not? Good call. But um, but yeah, the, like the whole record's like fighting for, or fighting against. Like reading the lyrics, it was just all mm-hmm. all of that. So all fighting, all fighting. Um, but uh, did you do you have their first record? I don't. This is the only one I have, and actually the only one I've listened to. Okay. Yeah, it's weird when you hear bands talk, like, hear, like, people talk about, like, bands, they'll mention that one record, and then you're like, do I have the time or energy to go back and check out their back catalog? Which is, um, <laughs> because, like, a lot of times, I don't know if you're like this, like, you'll be talking to someone about a TV show, and they're like, oh, yeah, start the second season, because the first season's garbage, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. But this, you're like, but I need to, that's the introduction. I need, I need the context, right? Yeah. <laughs> But, um, um, well, with this one, it's kind of like whenever I'm in the mood for this specific kind of music, mm-hmm. I will just listen to this one because I think this thing's more or less just like perfectly what I want when I'm in this mood. Listening to something new always, it, it, you run the risk of like, maybe I won't like this. <laughs> so it's like, if I'm in this mood, this is what I want to listen to and I'll listen to it. If I go back to the older stuff, I was like, it could, you know, it might not be as good. Well, that's what Spotify is good for, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I've taken a lot of chance on a lot of music just because I can pull that shit up on Spotify. And if I like mm-hmm. it, I'm going to buy it on vinyl or, uh, yeah, I guess on vinyl. <laughs> um, like, for example, I, I, we went on as terrifying music and I couldn't, I can't find our vinyl, vinyl anywhere except for like 40 bucks at like specialty shops. And, um, oh, geez. I get, get me after buying what I just bought. <laughs> I have a hard time <laughs> justifying purchases that are over thirty bucks now. <laughs> right. But um yeah, like uh this was this was uh a record that I mean, you know, I listened to a few times before uh we met up to talk about it. And um you know, you talk to people about have music and this 
it's unique to hear a band like this, I think. Yeah. There's not a whole lot. But I also feel like with this band and this album specifically, it's almost like a uniting force across like heavy music listeners. Like I listen to heavy music. My brother listens to heavy music. We listen to very different styles of heavy music, but we both like this album. So what you and I both listen to heavy music. Uh, we have so we have a decent amount in common, but mm-hmm. we still both like this album. Like I feel like this one is just like universally agreed upon. Like this thing whips ass. Yeah, the thing it rips. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, like it's it's weird. Um, there are some bands that are so niche that they are stuck in a genre. You know, mm-hmm. like I do. You like Anthrax? I've never really given them much of a chance. Do you think you would after listening to uh, this band, or do you think that? That, um, Probably they're always kind of like in the back of my mind, um, but again, even with like classic thrash metal, it's kind of like, oh, I'm in a, I'm in the mood for this. I'm gonna go hit up like the old classics, and then by the time I get through all those, I'm just kind of like, oh, okay, well, I'm not in that mood anymore. I read this um, <laughs> this meme that said Metallica's uh, thrash metal records are the their only four records, like their first four records, like are th- pretty much are thrash metal. <laughs> And, uh, I saw I saw one thing that was like, <laughs> uh, it's Metallica's 40th year anniversary. Thanks for seven years of great music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean after uh, the Black Album, which is like their breakthrough record, I guess. Mm-hmm. Either people really liked Metallica or people stopped listening to them. Pretty much, yeah. they kind of just got, I don't know, they got like too bluesy, too rocky. Okay, like you want to say they lost their edge. I, I think they just shifted focus. Okay. All right. I, they probably just weren't really feeling metal anymore, but now it kind of feels, it almost feels like too easy. Like, I don't know if you watch like some kind of monster uh, yeah, or dude. something like that, where you're sitting there watching like how they write their songs and it's just like, uh, yeah, I'm just jamming this riff. Yeah. And it's like, let's turn that into a song. It's the first idea I had. <laughs> Band therapy and Dave Mustang showing up 20 years after. They, yeah. Know, so the, weird. God, I was like, to me, like um, when I saw that, I'm like, this is this is surreal. Like, why is Dave Mustaine <laughs> even there? Like, like is he really root of the problem as a band? You know what I mean? No, it's good. I don't know. Maybe it's good for them to get closure or something. Because I think that was really like the first time they talked since he was kicked out of the band. And it's good, you know, movie. <laughs> you know, like if it's a documentary, if Dave Mustaine shows up, that's that's great for the camera. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> And, you know, Metallica have always been more um, popular than Megadeth. Mm-hmm, for sure. Do you think you'll ever bring in a Megadeth record? Record night? Uh, I might, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, do you want to get... I have one very specific Megadeth record that I really like. Do you have like that any other ones. No, I need to, though. Mm. Uh, okay, so uh, do you want to just get into the record? Or what? Yeah, I think... Uh, so, something new for this. Mm-hmm. Usually, we'll give the listeners 10 seconds of silence to switch over to the album, listen to it through and then come back. Um, I decided to put together a little, like, I don't know, like a sampler, like a flight, like a, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> like a little appetizer of what the album sounds like. So it's about minute, minute, and a half long. Um, you're just going to get little, little clips to the album to kind of get an idea of what we're talking about, what we're, what we've listened to. And if it sounds like something you'd like, go actually listen to the whole thing. And come back. If right? not, maybe it'll at least put you in the mood to listen to it. So this is power, or at least, yeah. Power trip nightmare logic. Yeah. 
All right, that was a little teaser for that, right? Yeah. And it definitely wasn't the whole thing. Album's a little longer than that. You know what that 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 made me think of, by the way? What's that? Name's fighting words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um so uh that was the uh, power trip Nightmare logic and um I was I was um it but guys just to let you know this wasn't picked because Riley died. This was picked before before that. Um, yeah, it was chosen ahead of time. Yeah. Um, so I mean, and we did we did wait a little bit. Where the purpose of this is not to capitalize on someone dying. Yeah. It's we put time between it. We, you know, it's gonna be a little bit more until it's released. Like we we're definitely not trying to turn this around into a listen to us because of this. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure that I, mean, I know after he passed, there was a a big outpouring of fans of metal and you know fans of power trip like fucking um iced tea you know mm-hmm. D- you know and because uh riley's been a been busy he was a busy guy well they did a they did a song together riley did the chorus of a song for uh body count yeah body count and i didn't know how big of a fan ice tea was of thrash metal <laughs> i got no clue yeah <laughs> he's in a thrash metal band yeah he's been doing it for years and uh i don't know if you listen to him on mark man's podcast but he talked about that quite a bit um nice and i I always liked Ice T. I've never had a problem with him. Me neither. I think him and him and Riley somewhat got together for um, on Twitter to bash the trapped guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ah, uh, trapped. <laughs> I, they put they just that come, whole thing. They just you record. should look into that if you haven't heard. Oh of it. yeah, if you guys it's haven't great. seen the thrash and uh, seen uh, trapped and bands going against trapped, it's ridiculous. I think they sold four hundred uh, copies of their first record their first day, and that's it. Oh, the new oh, new one? Yeah, new yeah. one. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't even know. I, it was weird because, uh, you know, um, I got XM Radio, and um, when my iPods now were acting uh, acting up, I'll, I'll, ch- you know, I'll check out Octane or Series mm-hmm. X and Turbo or Liquid Metal, and they're always on Octane. And I'm like, who was like, let's put Trapped on? <laughs> yeah, seriously. I heard Headstrong the other day, though, so. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> Power Trip, Nightmare Logic. So Yeah, opens the, with... Soul Sacrifice. Yeah, I want to mention this whole record is basically like, if you want to talk about a record that talks about American hypocrisy and Christianity, this is the one mm-hmm. you're listening to because that's that's basically the whole record, right? It's like, really yeah, good stuff. and they're, I mean, they're kind of right in the heart of it. They're down in Texas, which I think a lot of us who aren't from there kind of see it as like, oh, that's that's the place where all this stuff happens. I really like you're the- from there, so you probably know a little bit better. But this is how. People from the outside view it. <laughs> yeah, Texas is a it's a big state and it's got a lot of things in it. But uh, it's all it's part of the Bible Belt, you know. Like you're gonna see churches mm-hmm. in every fucking corner. And I, you know, I I, I want to say you know, move from Texas to here. I want to say there's churches rival in Kansas rival the ones in Mountain Texas. But wow, uh, yeah, I mean, and it's not like a theocracy like Utah or something like that. But it's but it's <laughs> um it's a big deal if you're not um. If you're not a Christian. Right. Yeah. And, you know, so like, you know, atheist is like a bad word there. So I would never, I would never mention to people just on a whim. Hey, you know what? I'm an atheist. Cause, uh, Ooh. yeah, it's bad. You know, it's like, it's bad. News. <laughs> um, power trip. But yeah, this whole record is basically real against some, but I want to, I want to make clear that it's American Christianity, American hypocrisy, Christianity. Cause that's, I, you know, power trip and American band. And I think that's, right. I think that's very, I think, people and i don't know if this is true but in other uh i guess i'd say european countries where christianity mm-hmm. is not a huge deal you can run for office as an atheist 
I I think this here is a genuine American record. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and it's fucking killer. <laughs> this record's awesome. It. Um, it's so good. I was so happy listening to it. Um, but yeah, let's go for it. Some song that we'll talk about a little bit more. So, Soul Sacrifice it has the perfect intro in my in my um, eyes in it. Like the intro, like yeah, it's kind of this like distorted like explosions or thunder with uh, just this like weird ominous organ kind of building up to something. And then it, and then we rip into it just to scream. Um, and yeah, I nice, want to mention that nice chuggy riff. Oh yeah, dude, and this record's full of chuggy riffs. It's delicious. It's like drinking like it's a, got so many good riffs on it. It's drinking like a like a dark ale or some shit. Um, mm-hmm. uh, while you're drinking a bubble water, <laughs> a bubbly water. Um, but it's very carbonated though. It's pretty spicy. Oh, it's spicy. Um, yeah, <laughs> spicy boy. Um, but um, this is like I went through and I wrote down um, I wrote down violent um, violent lyrics in each song. Right? Yeah. So I, pretty I, much. Yeah, I wrote down to stand on your throat. That's something. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, that one plays off on the you tried to silence my voice. I stand on your throat to silence your life. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Jesus fuck. Um, uh, I I do like um, right away that they do a good job of showing off their chops. You know, like how mm-hmm. of how like um, of how good they are at their instruments because because one of the things about crossover thrash as opposed to bands like that like Deaf Heaven or other bands, you can, if you really try, you can make out what Riley's saying without having to look at the lyrics, you know? Exactly. That, and that, and it still sounds fierce and, and uh, heavy, which is which is great because um, there are people out there that don't like the screaming where you can't make it out. And, I mean, you and I, we, we are fans of that. But our, it, our ears are tuned to it. We could understand it if we needed to. Yeah, we did. Yeah, that's true. And so it sounds heavy. It sounds angry. It sounds violent. But you can, and it is, and it is, and that's that's fantastic. Um, but Soul Sacrifice, the first record, the first song, and I think it's about like Christianity, um, kind of, right? I mean, a little bit. I think it's a lot of, um, like kind of like arguing with people, mostly based on his experiences, kind of arguing on the religion side Mm -hmm. of just like. I think there's something I read about like an interview where he was asked about this song. Um, and he was, he mostly just broke it down. He's like, I can argue, uh, about the beliefs with somebody all day and they'll just tell me to shut up. Basically. He's like, I can come at you with logic and stuff, but <laughs> you're not going to listen to me. Yeah. That's, that's true with you. When it comes to politics and stuff like that too. Like, mm-hmm. like it's hard to change someone's mind once they made their mind. Um, exactly. And I don't want to get political on the show. That's not this is what we do here, but Hey, uh, power trip or a political <laughs> band. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Oh, and, um, and you just you wait like till the, the just you wait till the next record, pal. <laughs> <laughs> I like the uh, the structure on this song where it kind of like it starts off like the the chuggy riff that shows up at the beginning is a little slower, mm-hmm. and then it kicks in and it gets super fast. Oh, dude. And then for the chorus, they introduce another new chuggy riff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's nice. And, and then we get into uh, Executioner's Tax, Swing of the X. Um, yeah, which, which is fast. Uh, it's a fast song. It just goes straight into Chuggy Chaos. Yep, it won the best metal song of 2017 from the Loudwire Awards. Yeah, if you had to pick a, it was a single for this record, this would be it, right? That's yeah, what I think this one even has a video. Yeah. Oh, I it's got it. Have you seen it? No, I think it, it. Maybe I have. If anything, it's just like one of those like we recorded a live concert videos. Oh, yeah. So it's, I mean, it's whatever. Uh, so I went through this and I'm seeing stuff like death hide behind veiled faces. It takes one swing. And you're gone. It's time to pay. 
<laughs> yeah. It's got to cry all you want, but the blade soars today. Yeah, it's this like when you when you mentioned this record, I'd listened to it, but I didn't really look at the lyrics. And when you mentioned, it, I'm like, yeah, it sounds like it's fighting, but no, this record's full of violence. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> he carried cold hard steel masked with the taste of medicine. Ooh. <laughs> Swing of the wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I love that part. Um and yeah, it's a it's a killer song. It's um it's three minutes and forty six seconds of uh, all in out brutality. And it's mm-hmm. great. Um then And it's it's actually like surprisingly catchy. And oh, I think that's yeah. why I really like thrash metal in general is a lot of the riffs and stuff are really memorable. Everything's really catchy, even though it's on the heavier end of stuff. So you think it's, it's you think there's a hook in it? If you had to pick one? Oh, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. A like I mean, just listen listening to the guitar riff and all that stuff. Like I can I can recall what it sounds like, no problem. Yeah, and it's it, you know you hear this style of music, and there's plenty of hardcore bands that have adopted this sort of like chug a doodle sort of thing. Like you know mm-hmm. you'll hear it everywhere, but like it really doesn't get more. It doesn't get better than this, right? Like. It's right. Like, it sounds good. It sounds it sounds awesome, um, and um, we don't need a breakdown. <laughs> but <laughs> although um, there are there are two ba- breakdowns on this album. Oh, there definitely are. They're they're fucking killer, and it's <laughs> and it's not lazy breakdowns. Not poison. I mean, I like poison the well, but the poison the well breakdowns are pretty pretty simple. Just like open open riff, open uh, palm mute, and uh, and octaves. Right. So, easy. <laughs> easy. And, uh, and then the next song is firing squad, which just blasts right in oh yeah it comes there's, right there's come, like no intro it's just like boom yeah now we're doing it extra <laughs> time comes roaring in yeah there's just like there's no time to for most of this there's like no time to breathe between tracks yeah and, which i like and there yeah. is at like one point a little later on like one of the the opening of one of the tracks it's like okay catch your breath for a couple seconds but could you imagine <laughs> i never i've never been to a power trip concert but it's like could you imagine just them busting into this just doing this for an hour and a half i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna chill out a bit away from the the pit so i can yeah sip this my would be beer. one i stand away yeah. this would be one i stand away from i'd die yeah i'm like i mean are you did you ever watch or were you ever one of those guys that got to the no pit? i i was always a big and still am like a be up front so it's like getting hit in the back by the mosh pit oh yeah you get pushed uh, against the barricade yeah yeah something i'm totally used to yeah but like i've been to metal shows and been up front and there have been a couple to move back because i almost fucking died <laughs> yeah i uh i i used to do that when i was younger but now you know i turned 25 i'm like you know what i kind of want my knees and um and i like they're also like i saw one saw poison the belt well and they introduced um this song Zombies are good for your health. I'm like, all right, I'm definitely leaving and going to the back of this crowd, knowing that it's going to be like that. So what's the scariest pit you've ever been part of? Uh, Probably the one for Lightning Bolt. Oh, yeah, I think you told me about that. Down in, like, yeah, down in, like, Lawrence, and that felt just, that was insane. Because <laughs> it was, like, nonstop. Like, it, it was just bananas. And it's like, I've been to metal shows and stuff, because it, like, it was less of, like, a pit and more of just, like, I don't even know what you call it, like a violent mass of just like <laughs> people like moving around and getting thrashed around. Uh, I think it was crazy. This, what about you? Uh, well, I, I, there are two. I have one. Um, one I just decided not to be part of, which was one I saw Converge Live. Um, mm-hmm. That was scary. Um, I mean, they were in one of the pits I was in. Oh yeah. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Oh, so 
okay, well, <laughs> you're very just scary. Um, I mean, like, they're also <laughs> like, like, they're also like, thanks for making this a super positive experience. I'm like, their music's like brutal, but um, yeah. And then <laughs> the second one is, this is one I was actually participating in and felt for like, 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 legit that I like broke my back when I when saw a band called Jackhammer. They'd won the like, Kerrang, like you know, win a record label thing, and they're from Dallas. And they're and they're they're bonehead metal. And they're not any good, but I was there, and all the dudes like I was in the pit, and they're like you know everyone in the pit's way bigger than me. I'm five six. At the time, I was like 130 pounds. And everyone's going mm-hmm. around there, you know, you know, uh, six feet, 200 pounds, just fucking thrashing me. Um, oh god. So I, you know, <laughs> after being there for two minutes, I'm like, well, fuck this, I'm leaving. So those are the two pits that I've been in where they've been the most dangerous, I guess. <laughs> but um. um but yeah, so still with uh, Firing Squad. Yeah, firing I love squad. The, the lyrics, the peace be unto thee, unless you want a piece of me. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Uh, I think I, or I see your way of life, and I think it's a joke. Damn. Second chance, denied. Denied. <laughs> um, and the song also just has like a Slayer ass sounding guitar solo. Yeah, yeah. The guitar solos in this are fantastic, right? Like, in, mm-hmm. uh, I think that, that but uh, I don't want to speak too soon, but, um, my record apparently was influenced by Slayer, um, but um, <laughs> we can get to the title track, Nightmare Watch. Yeah, the titular track. Yeah, um, another just slamming chug riff right out of the gate. <laughs> um, it's got a really interesting kind of play on this quote um, that they open the song with: "The slumber of reason gives birth to all demons," which is like, I don't even know if it was like a political comic. I know it was like a an etching by Francisco Goya from Spain that has says the same thing in, in Spanish, but it's got this guy sleeping who's being attacked by a bunch of owls. It's a really cool wood carving. I'll show it to you yeah. at some point, but that's what that's from. Um, and yeah, I really like the line. Uh, their spite for us is their demise. Oh shit. And their Boom. realm will be the demise as well. That's part of it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, they've mentioned things like as we struggle in the fight to survive, you know, more fighting. Yep. Just straight up <laughs> saying the word fight. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Them's fighting words. <laughs> but, <Yeah>. um, <laughs> dude, you don't know how often I, I stop myself from maybe t- pressing something like that. Um, oh, God. I'm telling you, we're just going to sound like a morning zoo show. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna the, be the, we're especially, gonna be like, especially knock off Howard Stern or especially something. Especially when you're here, we're going to put this right in between us. And I'll let you know what each pad does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, this is a um, it says decimate the all righteous fool, which I actually wrote down as my favorite line from this. <laughs> it's fucking. It's angry. just. It's got good stuff. This whole thing is like just great little lines thrown yeah. throughout it. Yeah, and then we can get into waiting around the die, which I think has the most. Has it was a little, it was in the collage that you made for this, um, mm-hmm. the beginning of this, so, but it sounds like. I don't want to say it sounds like electronic. It sounds like th- thumping, you know, like, like it, it's like you're being palm muted in a cave or something. It's really cool. Um, yeah, it's it's like definitely electric yeah. or electronic, but it's like, yeah, it's just kind of this like weird repetitive little. Yeah, and it's thumping. It's it's it doesn't hit hard like you would think it, but I think, mm-hmm. think it, like you think it would. But um, but it sounds really fucking cool. <laughs> right. And then this one's kind of like um. It's like saying, like, you know, you got to fight for stuff. You can't just give up. Yeah, and this is actually where I wrote down fight for and against. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, well, I mean, they just say the whole the whole like thesis of the song is human in quotes being has lost its meaning when you refuse to fight. Yeah, and uh, I, I guess it's about like um, not not doing something, sort of just staying still and not moving a hand, moving around, or like it says, you're mm-hmm. waiting around to die. Like, and it's like you know, go ahead and fight for your life to be a thing. You know. Yeah, you've become too content with. Stuff being shitty. Yeah, stop, stop smoking weed and do something. I mean, <laughs> you that's... say you've got a fire in you, then show me what you got. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's an interesting song. Like, and it ends I with, feel like ends they could have. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I mean, they could have just called this album like "Them's Fighting Words." Like every song on here is like a different take on a kind of fight <laughs> that you're in. Fighting to, I don't know, keep your life interesting. Fighting against just being content and not doing anything is what this one is. You're just kind of, all right, whatever, this is it. I'm just going to die now. Is is there a uh, airport or there's like like a sample at the end. It sounds like an airport or maybe a speech by Hillary Clinton, which at the time was still pretty relevant. I couldn't figure out what it was, though. I couldn't couldn't figure out what it was either. And I I looked around, too. I was like, what is this from? And I couldn't find it. Hmm. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Moving on to... Well, uh, we don't know. We do not. We don't know. If you know, please post it in the comments down below. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Oh, yeah, subscribe. Click that bell icon. Yeah, and um. if you guys want to see my new setup, it's a, I put it on I put it on um, Instagram really late last night when I couldn't sleep. Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> I, I drank a, uh, a Kickstart before, um, like, around like... Bed? Huh? Before bed. Well, not before bed, like, like 6.30, and I just... And also, I was super excited about this thing. I was like, I, I mean, I'm just so excited. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. We move on to Ruination, which Ruination, is a cool another pun. Another good one. Yeah, cool pun, right? Like, like, and it, you can, you can, if you figure out the pun, which is Ruination, you can go ahead and just sort of figure out what this song's about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a cool song. Like, um, I, I don't want to say it's the, one of the weakest songs on the on the record, but it, it's the one I wrote the least about. I just wrote a couple of quotes on this one. Um, another uh, reference to mm-hmm. a novel, uh, but he says, we have no mouths and we must scream. The void welcomes us again. Where's that from? Oh, oh, I have no mouth and I must scream is a, I think it's Harlan Ellison novel. Really weird, fucked up book. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that was also turned into a weird, fucked up uh, point and click adventure game. What is the name of the book? I have no mouth and I must scream. Oh, that's the whole thing. Okay, gotcha. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you're like, I was like, okay, well, that's... Basically, I think it's like some sentient AI kidnaps a bunch of, um, I think it's like six people, mm-hmm. and then just tortures them. And that's the whole book. Is the book cool? Uh, I've never read it. I play, I've seen a little bit of the video game. Okay. Um, I'll read it at some point. But yeah, I know what it's about. I know what happens in it, but it's... Super fucked up. I've said this before, but I have too much to read, too much to play, and too much to listen to. Mm-hmm. No, too much to watch up, but I have, I have actually have to watch um, a, zo- a South Korean zombie film that I had to fight for to watch because Neil, uh, he, he doesn't like subtitles. Cause he has to write down. He writes down quotes from the movies, and he has to look away. And if you can't mm-hmm. see what the subtitles are, you can't understand it. Um. Oh, are you doing the um, oh, train uh, to Busan too? No, we're doing or... hashtag alive. Which is a Netflix film. Oh, yeah, and then weird. And then we're doing a guest house, which is the Paul Shore. Like Paul Shore is in the movie now, and um, <laughs> and 
I, I don't have these loaded up on my end on the on the sound uh, bank, but I do have some polyshore quotes uploaded into the other one. Um, like, hey, buddy, <laughs> and um, and uh, checking the cheeks. Oh, oh, that that, that um, from Cino Man. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, some quote he said on the Arsenio Hall show. So that shows how relevant he was back in the '90s and now. Right. Um, he's not relevant at all, but he owns uh, the comedy store, which is a big deal in LA. And his mom. Interesting. Mixed, I think his, the, the his, last movie of his I saw was Polly Shore is Dead, which was like a fake documentary about him faking his own death. I I get the feeling that he he regrets the some of the choices he made. I actually don't know. I don't know if the documentary said. So I couldn't speak so. Look at um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a fake documentary. Okay, so is it funny though? Is it good? I remember it being funny, but it's I saw it once when I was in like tenth grade. Okay, <laughs> so I don't know. It was a long time ago. I remember really liking it though. Isn't it, isn't it weird? Do you think about movies you liked in like I, even as like late as like late high school, and you look at this now and you're like, how did I ever like this? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Or a lot of, of the thing that's happening a lot now is like I'm rewatching movies I liked in high school mm-hmm. and being like. Wow, this is I I get something completely different out of this now than I did back then. One of the things that happened with me was this this thing happened with Fight Club for me. Um, I really liked Fight Club, even even now I still enjoy it two points, but uh, now I kind of roll my eyes at some of it, and it's I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> uh, let's get on to the next song. Not us, the yeah. who, uh, which is named after John Lewis quote. Also, rest in peace. Which, um. I remember when this song, when this uh, John Lewis died, a lot of people referenced this song by Power Trip. Oh, really? Yeah, and so I thought it was kind of interesting that that you know both these we lost these two people, but they um, you know this is the most overtly political song I think on the record, just from straight up the name of it. Oh uh, yeah, and this is fighting. It's got some f- fighting great. For. Yeah, what what's it, what's this one fighting for? Uh, all kinds of stuff, but um. Uh, I do want to mention this is one of the songs that has a breakdown in it. It is, yeah. It's the second song with a breakdown. And it's I didn't like, write down what the first one was. And also, it's got this scratchy noise in it, which I thought was really cool. Um, but, uh, I mean, this this one's just sort of like... It's, it's hard to explain because the, the, there aren't that many lyrics to it, you know? Most yeah, of them are, are not as in who. There are some good ones, right? Um, I Get like, up out of your cave and into the fire. Apparently, that's... People were saying that's a reference to Plato's, uh, Plato's Republic. I don't know. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then also, um, Can't Stop the Force of Ruin, This World Will Run Through You. I like that yeah, one. Yeah, that was the other one I wrote down. Yeah. And but um, it, and the solo in this one sounded like a like a classic Metallica solo. Oh, you think so? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think so. Okay. Yeah, I guess. So. It, had that, it had that very early thrash vibe to it, which I liked. Because the other one, or one of the solos earlier, felt very much like a Slayer solo or something from like Rain and Blood that was just kind of like a lot of whammy felt more improvised, and this one felt like a Metallica solo, okay. a little more composed, a little more flashy, I guess. Okay, and still cool as hell though. I mean, I, like, like I'm not as versed in Metallica as you are, so I couldn't say one way or the other. <laughs> um, they sound like this. Okay, cool. Thanks, man. <laughs> uh, we did we did do a Metallica record, and I, I think that was the one out of all the records you showed me. I think it's the one I had the hardest time enjoying. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you could have saved that for the for the Gauntlet, um, which is one of the topics I put in there, and that's gonna be a fun one to do. Well, see, I got a I got a zero in on stuff you don't like, and then find a record that has all that. 
<laughs> I feel like I feel like uh, all the records I've shown you, the one you probably found the least appreciation for was Bright Eyes. Not that you disliked it, it's just not something you'd ever consider ever going back to. Yeah, it's just not my kind of thing. Yeah, that's fine. It's not for everyone. Just like this isn't for everyone, except for people right. like heavy music. I couldn't find I, like <laughs> if you know for heavy, everyone. Yeah, I feel like if you're heavy music, uh, whatever you'd find a lot to like about this record, and you don't find mm-hmm. a whole lot of fast metal bands anymore. This is one of them. You know. Yeah. But then now we get into, I think, an even better pun uh, than Ruination is Crucifixation. See, I wrote down Crucifixion. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> was, Crucifixation. It certainly is. And um, uh, I don't, they didn't mention this, but it says Territorial Pissing Contest. And all I could think about was that Nirvana song, Territorial Pissing. Yeah. <laughs> um, Good song. It's Apparently, the, the solo in this one's wild. It's fucking crazy. Um, yeah, which yeah. I think... I don't know if it was the solo. That's what I think of when somebody says lead guitar, but the lead guitar in this and potentially the solo was played by the uh, producer of the album. Arthur Rizik, right? Arthur Rizik. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, yeah, and I'm going to guess he did the solo because I don't hear any solos like this throughout the whole song, but it's but it, it, it's weird. It's like uh, it bends and it and it sounds uh, it sounds dissonant, but it fits with the song, which I yeah. thought was cool. <laughs> Um, uh, it's got some great lyrics on here. Oh, it's got, of, it's got, it's, uh, I don't care what you think you know. Go and leave it on your tombstone. I feel like that could be in the back of a shirt with the power trip. That could be on, on a front. tombstone. Yeah, it could. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that uh, I think that um, like you know you see old hardcore bands with their shirt. They'll have like their logo in the back and then like some line like in the back. Like for example, Balls Out, um, Riley's old band. Uh, that I had a balls out on my shirt, and I remember my boss saw. He's like, "What the fuck is that?" But um, <laughs> on the back it says, "We realize that's out of your control, right?" And mm-hmm. also, I had a refuse shirt um back in the day, uh that had refuse in the front, but it was all in black against the dark navy blue, so it looked like a Dallas Cowboys shirt because you couldn't really read refused. And on, on the back, <laughs> it, it showed a picture of refuse playing, and it says, "Insert cool hardcore quote here." I love it. And that's what I feel like. <laughs> I don't think care what you think, you know, go in your tombstone. That can be in the back of a shirt. But, um, yeah. I really, I think across the whole album, this one has just kind of my favorite, uh, like just guitar riffs. And it's so simple. It's like three notes. It's that part where he's singing about uh, altering the conscience. Yeah. But it's like the da, da, na, na, da, na, na, na. It's kind of, <laughs> it's like punky, but I love it. I, I, I like this one. It's probably my favorite on the record. It's so good. Um, and then it just ends the album yeah, the same way it opened it. Yeah, and yeah, it's true. I didn't think about that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that it's now. like a loop. It's like you kind of came in. You came in through the, the fog of war, <laughs> you know, the explosion. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, and then you do this, and then you leave. So, oh, excuse me. I had a little burp going on. Uh, <laughs> if, you, if I had one criticism about this record, and I don't, but it, I can understand other people saying that it all sounds the same. Um, I could see that. Yeah, uh, the only time I really noticed that was when I was listening to the collage, you know. But um, mm-hmm. but I uh, I really have no complaints about this record. This one's fantastic, and now I want it on vinyl. But yeah, I also don't want to be that it's dude. Awesome. That, I also don't want to be that dude's like, oh, he dies, and now you want it, you know? But, yeah. But I liked it before that. So. Exactly. So you're fine. Yeah, fine. Um, like I guess I can agree to a certain extent, but mm-hmm. it's the same band on the same album. Like <laughs> playing, like not every song is gonna sound like a completely different song. That's true. Yeah, yeah. It's the same singer, the same guitar player doing 
the same thing on a same like it's it's a very concise album mm-hmm. it's decently short um the songs are you know they're part of the same genre on the same album i don't know i don't know what else i can say yeah yeah sorry i pal. think there's a difference there's obviously a difference between the songs mm-hmm. sorry i dropped something <laughs> oh, god <laughs> uh okay um so i i did listen to their first record today and yeah, what do you think? Uh, this one's better. Nightmare on Electric. Electric okay. is their best of the two records. I, and I listened to, I think, some of the EPs. So um, this is easily their most concise and hard-hitting effort, I think. And it was weird because the I first record it. came out in 2013. This one came out in 2017. That's a long break between records. I like, they had like, to they had to really hone in and make the song sound good. I think they were probably touring a lot, honestly. Yeah, I, mean, I know bands nowadays, they can't... And they can't even put tour right now, but like when they could, that to even make a living out of music, you'd have been in the road all the time. Mm-hmm. Which sounds awful. I mean, and when I was a kid and in a band, that sounds amazing. But uh, now I've you know I've, I, have, I have roots here, you know. So right, rip them up, it'd be <laughs> painful. Um, do we have anything I more? I think it's your turn. Okay. Uh, okay. So my chose, and I I mentioned them earlier. I actually chose. Refuse the shape of punk to come. Hell yeah! Yeah, ref- yeah refuse are a uh, they're also known as refuse. They're a Swedish hardcore band from Umia, and uh, Umia, Sweden. And um, that's a their the hardcore scene is very different from Stockholm. Um, I, I've been to Sweden. I went to uh, I went to Stockholm, and I went to a little town that uh, my wife's friend lived in. But um, we didn't go through Umia. Umia is, I guess, like a most industrial town, and it's. It, bands like Meshuga and shit have come from uh, Umia hardcore scene. And, oh, weird. Yeah, Meshuga and and uh, God, I have this somewhere. Uh, but yeah, uh, they they they're from there, and um, they start out sort of a hardcore punk band, and I guess they still kind of are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they started in 1991, didn't release their first record until I think 1994, and. Uh, and that first record is called This Just Might Be Ellipsis the Truth, right? Um, in my eyes, it's it's whatever. I don't, I don't really have an opinion <laughs> on it. Um, in 1996, they had a record called Songs to Fan the Flame of Discontent. And this was a precursor, because there's stuff in that record that um that sort of gives you an idea of what the shit punk come might sound like. Um, right. They are a Marxist band. They are like, the, the, this whole record is a uh, the new one is a basic the far left they're nonconformist they're they're um and they're angry at capitalism I guess is the best way to put right. it um I I uh, got this record twice once I had it in 1999 this is how old I am <laughs> I, I was like 13 years old or something and uh I had it in my CD booklet and my mom's dogs tore it up and so oh I, I rebought Rude. it. I rebought it when I went to San Francisco at Amoeba Music in like 2001, right? Mm-hmm. Or before September 11th. I definitely know it was before that. And um, no, no, it was 2000. It had to be 2000. And I remember I brought it to the counter and the checkout guy pointed goes, great record <laughs> yeah, for the shape of <laughs> one to come. Uh, but um, yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, the members are Dennis Lixon, who is also a member of a, a band afterwards called the International Noise Conspiracy. Um, mm-hmm. They had one good record. Uh, <laughs> David Sandstrom, who is the drummer. Uh, then we had Christopher Steen, which is a great name. 
He's a guitar player and bass player. I want to mention that in their lifetime, they've had 12 bass players. Oh, my God. Yeah. What do they think? They're the Melvins? I know. Fuck. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine. They got so many so many things going on. Uh, but I actually have the front. It'll list everyone. So I'm going to go through it again. Uh, it's uh, David Sandstrom, Dennis Lixon, Christopher Steen, and John F. Ronstrom. Uh, when this record came out, they right after it came out, they did a tour of the U.S. and it only was half finished, and they broke up to they played to like you know basements and a half oh, like half full um, mm-hmm. coffee houses. Um, so they're definitely one of those bands that were uh, famous after the big they after this record, and then over time, this record got super um, popular. Um, Oh yeah, it's like a super important record. Yeah, the, their um, influences are like Slayer, Born Against, Man Lifting Banner, the, and a uh, big, 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 big one. Oh, I mean, and then Fugazi and Inside Out, Sabcase. But a big, big like the ones that people say they ripped off is a band called Nation of Ulysses. Um, they were on Discord, the same record that Fugazi's on that DC record label. They do the same thing when it comes to, like jazz breakdowns and um, and the way they dress on stage, sort of like you know, like sort of like a like a suit or sort of like. Uh, formal wear, you know, right? And um, even like uh, the spoken, the spoken interludes, and um, I, even the name, the shape of punk to come, all influenced by Nation of Ulysses. I have um, played pretty, pretty for baby over the myself. Nation of Ulysses are great, but I think the shape of punk to come is better. <laughs> I, I don't. I have a lot to say about this record, but there's a lot to get into on this one. It, this released in 1998. I want to mention that, and then they broke up, and they, they released a record. Uh, fucking in 24 2017 called freedom honestly the record after this freedom or music um i hate seeing this i hate when people say it but i think they sold out i really do oh really yeah i think that they uh because they they came back and they did all these festivals like you know like coachella and all these indonesia rock fest and the leeds reading and leeds festival girls and rock and uh, this it should come as a lot of songs about like the meaningless of money Right, mm-hmm. but fucking, they could probably get played, yeah, fucking oodles of cash from playing those giant festivals. Um, oh, for sure. And uh, I'm not, and so, and I've never really had the. Uh, after they came out, came back out, and I heard the first song off uh, Freedom, I was like, this sounds like you'd be on the fucking radio. And I don't think there's any songs on on the Shape Punk come except for one, that I think sounds like you'd be on the radio. Um, yeah. And, and in fact, Although I was reading that there is a song on here. Um, I can't remember exactly which one it is. New Noise. Has, was it New Noise? Yeah. That's been used for... Uh, like jock jams and shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I heard it in Friday Night Lights, too, like that movie. I was like, hey, that's that's Refuse. Um, and it's... And I... I But, um, yeah, so they came out... Like, one of the songs on Freedom is written with, like, pop songwriters. And oh, weird. I, I was thinking to myself, okay, that's... They're being super punk, or they've sold out. And after listening to it, it's just not good music. Right? Like, like, like. Oh, bummer. I I know, and it, it. I didn't want to solely my view of the band or this record. It doesn't because I I listened to it today and I was like, fuck yeah. But, but um, you know what? I think we should give our listeners a chance to listen to this uh, this record, um, the shape punk to come. I refused, and I'll talk a ton more about it. But um cool. Yeah, we've got another another sample queued up for y'all. All right, here you guys go. This is um this is the shape of punk that comes uh by refused. I got it one big ripped out the 
Weeks. So that was Refuse the Shape of Punk to Come. How um, how familiar were you with uh, Refuse before you listened to this record? Uh, only this album, mm-hmm. um, but I listened to it a decent amount in high school, um, you know, going through my, my punk phase. It wasn't so much in the rotation as, um, you know, a lot of stuff like yeah. Dead Kennedys and Rancid. I think at the time I was a lot more into the more like straightforward stuff. So I did like some of the songs on here, um, but I, I appreciated it much. I appreciate it much more now because it's so, I guess like all over the place. It's so interesting. It's like a, it's a punk album. That's punk against punk. Yeah. And, and it's it, like, go ahead. It's so interesting. It's, it's definitely, um, you don't hear bump punk bands, punk bands. I was like this even now. Um, it's got, it's got a lot of stuff that's outdated, I guess the best way to put it. Um, but, mm. like, for example, like, like the techno on it, it doesn't sound like fucking dubstep, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's got some things that make me cringe. Um, it's it's a little heavy-handed on the political messages, which is fine by me. Um, <laughs> I And, you know, at the time... When it's a I, punk album. They've got to be heavy-handed. Oh, yeah. And, dude, w- w- when I was... Uh, when I was Super in this record, I was anarchist about it. Now I mean I'm not not quite that crazy about <laughs> it now, but um, but crazy about being anarchist. But but um, I mean I still think it's a, it has an important message to look back on. Um, and even now I think the political message is even probably even more amplified. Um, mm-hmm. because of the climate we're in in the U.S. But mentioned they're a Swedish band. <laughs> Yeah, but still relevant. Still um, relevant for sure. We do. We should mention the full name of the album is yeah. "The Shape of Punk to Come: The Chimerical Abomination uh, in Twelve Bursts." And this is a playoff for Nick Coleman's "The Shape of Jazz to Come." Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, right away, it's um, I thought it was, is it? Yes, yeah, it is chimerical. I thought it was commercial. I'm stupid. <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, we'll go through a trip with Shrek, and we'll, um, we'll do some more. Um, it starts out with the intro, and it says that told me the classes are all styled, but they do. They do. Somehow, baby. I never thought that we do, too. Which is... I One of the things I, I, I like about Dennis Lixon, the lead singer's voice, is that when he does say things in English, it doesn't sound like he has an accent, which is interesting. Oh, yes, it does. Oh, some of it. I mean, some of it. And we'll get to <laughs> that. Does, that, that we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. The speaking time. parts don't, but the... Uh, yeah, we'll talk about it <laughs> on the on a few of the songs where he's singing clean. It's just like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Not the, in a bad way. No, it, it sounds great, but yeah, you can definitely tell they're from Sweden okay. later on. Yeah, and um, the first song is called Warm the Senses, Fact to the Skull, which are actually from Howl, Alan Ginsberg's poem Howl. Uh, have you read that hmm. poem? Nope. Okay, well, it's good, but um, Alan Ginsberg, he has a bit of a uh, history that I don't find too uh, savory. Right. Uh, Namble and all that. But um, <laughs> we'll, we'll start with... Now, the first thing about this song is there's a cringy stance at the very beginning. Um, oh, what is it? I got a bone to pick with the cackles and a few to break. Now, when you're no, 14, that. that sounds amazing. I love that. <laughs> when you're 14, it sounds like the best shit you've ever heard. Uh, I'm 34 now. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, it's still cool, but it's like, I'm like, come on, dude. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, I, I like this song quite a bit. I like the second half more, mm-hmm. but, but the reason why it's one song, cause it sounds different is the, the da na na is like the, is the, basically the, the connector between Falcons and Skull and the Senses, right? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's got things like saying, you know, it's about, about the labor, um, unionism and come together and, in fighting the power, right? Uh, yeah. At least the first part, um, warm the senses, right? That's that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, it, it still kind of stays there. Yeah, it, okay. like, changes it a little bit. But, yeah, it's it's a lot of by, about, like, you know, valuing the work that you do and making sure that you're not being exploited. Which is very Marxist. In fact, my name on here is Neo-Marxist Drivel. I was just joking. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then we get to the second part of the song, um... Faculty of the Skull, which is my favorite part of it, the whole the whole thing. Uh, and this, I'm gonna go a inside baseball on this one. So yeah, do it. So the, when the, it's the first four stanza, and it's really don't need more much about that. Is a uh, I took the first bath of Coca Cola City, made me feel all nauseous and shitty. Took the first bath of Shell Town because they didn't want me hanging around. So when they talk about Coca Cola, they're talking about in 1992, uh, bottlers in Central America. If I want to find a country that I'm talking about uh they but they yeah in colombia so not central america where is it central america south america whatever and uh, not not whatever but anyway um but um they uh i don't want to weigh in because i also don't know okay well <laughs> what they did they hired the paramilitary groups to uh to intimidate and in some cases kill union organizers for the coca-cola bottling, bottling plants there um coca-cola didn't necessarily know about it. It's not like they signed off on it, but you know, it's a, uh, it's again, uh, underreported union deaths and violence, right? Right. Uh, the second part is Shell Town, and it's just Shell. They're just referring to uh, uh, the hanging of a non-violent environmental protester in Nigeria, which is. Oh jeez. And I want to mention that came out in 28, and even then, news wasn't really as readily available is it is even now like you have to feel mm-hmm. like if these happened in the age of reddit in the age of um google and all this shit we'd probably know more about that but um 
like I don't remember I, going back on the same thing. Only stuff I'm finding is stuff on the Guardian, you know, UK uh, publication. Right. Uh, but uh, back to the music. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love the, uh, I love the, the the baseline in 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 and out in the faculty of the skull. I, that's like it makes the song for me honestly. I love just like the end where it starts. Like I just love how much the song changes. Oh yeah, it goes um, to like to like a sort of like a a radio dial, and then you get this like technico techno sort of interlude. Yeah, it's got like techno and like punk songs. Um, no. and was it Italian? It, like, the last was it Italian that they're speaking? I think it was Italian. It sounds like close enough to Spanish, but I don't think it was. If she's part of her going hard go techno mamies, but um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but the end is practically just a Mr. Bungle song. Oh yeah, that's how you like felt. The last about minute it. is just Mr. Bungle. <laughs> I love it. All right. Um, then we get into Liberation Frequency, which I felt like it could have been a single if it, they released it. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it slows things down a little bit at the beginning. At the beginning, it's got quite an intro, and I love the bass in this song. Um, really, this whole record, but this song in particular, um, it's got some great bass, both stand up and electric. Yeah, the, the stand up stuff is so fucking killer. Um, it's got it's got Dennis singing a little bit in the verse, right? Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I wrote I wrote pre to the International Noise Conspiracy, which is Dennis's other band. They made one great record, one okay record, and then one just dog shit record. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the first one's pretty great. Um, but uh, this song, I I don't know if there's much of a message in it. They want the airwaves back. It, yeah, they're talking about giving voice to the people. It, yeah, exactly. Probably it, it's you know about being censored, having having an actual political voice on TV or radio representation. In the record. Said voice. In the actual mm-hmm. record, if you look at the record sleeve, on the back is a manifesto that mentions every name of the song. And basically... Oh, really? Yeah, it's fucking... And at the end, the last line of that manifesto says, this manifesto is for real. <laughs> they want you to know, we're not fucking around here. we got to make sure they're not posers. Yeah. The, Which but, is important for a punk band. Yeah, It'll and, be a poser. Yeah, it's it's quiet and then loud and quiet and then loud. It's uh, mm-hmm. and it, it's fucking killer. Like right when the chorus, you're like, "Fuck yes!" Like <laughs> you know. And then we get uh, once this ends, you hear uh, a little bit of applause, right? Which I, I wish I had that pulled up right now. I do not, um, but I do have this still. Uh, no, I don't. Um, okay, so. Um, <laughs> Is that the theme song for your other podcast? Yeah, I didn't fix it. <laughs> I, do have, I do have pause. Right there. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty similar to that. It's actually a, um, from what I saw, a part of a recording from a, like a Charlie Parker thing who's from Kansas City. Oh. If we need to make that connection. Yeah, um, we do. <laughs> and, you know, just kind of saying like, oh, there's more to come. And then the next song, Deadly Rhythm, opens with that little bit to come. You got a little bit of jazz that opens it up with some spoken word over it and then it goes into it and i fucking love the diddle it's probably my favorite song record i think it is my favorite as well yeah it's um it's a song about again organizing against the man (laughs) (laughs) you know like uh i think my favorite line is at the end it says uh can no longer pay the price we'll get our eyes we organize we'll no longer believe working for you will set us free which is which is interesting because that's also a, the thing that they said Auschwitz, Auschwitz um, was, was work will set you free. You know? Oh, really? Yeah. So, of course, they're, they uh, went ahead and tied the the, um, the the Third Reich to this, which is, 
you know, it's now now that's called I forget what that's called now. Fuck, there's a there's a term for it. Like a, if you immediately reference something Hitler, it was all credibility. Oh yeah. I forget what it's called. I um, do too. It, but yeah, it's similar to like ad hominem. Yeah. It might be like ad Hitlerum or something like that, which is just you know, you're um uh referencing or bashing someone's character instead of their argument. Yeah. Okay, so that, that's what they calling do. Them, yeah, <laughs> but this song's fucking killer. It's um, it's got like, I love it. Has that uh, little interlude where it has that stand up bass that din 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 din, and um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's fucking killer. I love the rhythm quite a bit. It's um, it's definitely my favorite song on the record. Uh, yeah, and it's got. I know we talk about riffage a lot. This one just like every single part of this song is so cool. Yeah, it's it's awesome, and uh, it like I said, it's neo Marxist all the way. It's just. It's it's awesome, um, the song, <laughs> and then we'll move into summer holidays versus punk routine. Which, if I were to come up with the thesis of the song, it's like money sucks. <laughs> like, like yeah, um, or at least them trying to kind of decide or work through like the temptation of money and being super successful versus like pushing art yeah, forward. Yeah, and it's, it also talks about being a kid. Um, like what you had the idea with your kid, like kids now and nowadays, like where you are as an adult. But, but I love the line, "I'd rather be forgotten than remembered for giving in." Yeah, it's like well, I'd rather be, I'd rather die standing with my knees, sort of, sort of like that kind of. Um, mm-hmm. But but then they gave in, and now that's what they're remembered for. <laughs> Fuckers. <laughs> um, but I I think that every person who's played guitar has come with the octave with that's in this. Like they've played it mm-hmm. at some point, you know, in their life. Like as I have for sure. I'm like, is that right? This sort of yeah. Um, I was thinking like, I this one might be the most influential on the album because like the opening of this track just sounds like so many songs that I've heard or written even like yeah probably as a punk band <laughs> as a punk punk kid of course I I was able to pick, <laughs> pick up the guitar after hearing this. I'm like oh that I can play this part of the song. Um, easy, easy. <laughs> fuck yeah. Uh, in, um, but it's not my favorite song on the record, not by a long shot. Um, it's still interesting. Yeah, though. it's still interesting. It's not bad. And then we get to a like an actual straight up techno song. That's it's it's sparse and it sounds like it's in a cave. And um, it, to me, it sounds like a freaking Aphex Twin song. <laughs> yeah, you think so? It's got like yeah, it's got like new age, uh, like soundscape sounding music, um, and some, then like nineties um, yeah. drum and bass sounding drums i don't know it's i think it's a cool song well, it's called bruitist poem number five i'd like to hear one through four honestly see what that sounds like yeah me too <laughs> i wonder how far it goes do they stop at five yeah who knows uh then we get into <laughs> new noise um which is the single on the record i've seen this video uh about 14 million times on new cx um oh that's it yeah, yeah, I mean, I've seen the video so many times. Uh, uh, it's a good song. It's, a, I mean, it's fantastic. Like, uh, but it's the single. Like, you've heard it. At, mm-hmm. If you, you've probably heard it on many of the media. They play it before, like, um, you know, football games and uh, ice hockey games. Um, I feel like the um, the intro sounds very Rage Against the Machiney. You think so? It does. Like, it has that vibe. Like, it it sounded like something I'd heard before. Okay. Um, 
and I was like, God, this, I don't know. It has like a kind of a rage against the machine intro vibe. Um, and it's interesting that it's the single, cause it does seem like super critical of popular music. Oh, that's exactly what it's about to me. It's like making music, they tell the new beat and the new noise. Right. And mm-hmm. I feel like, I mean, this song is about basically culture, right? Making us all kind of stupid. That's why I got from yeah. it. Um, and it's talking about music, specifically, I guess, music, right? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I do remember asking you when you are putting the sound clause together for this to include Can I Scream? <laughs> um, yeah. Which and I, I did. Which, thanks, <laughs> thanks, pal. That's all I asked for. Uh, as, as you were playing that, I... <laughs> I, I saw you laughing at that little bit of just capitalism. Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, uh, this is a, that's techno in at the beginning, and then it goes into it. And um, I fact, I have a, a quick little anecdote about this song. I took yeah, a sociology good. class in high school, and uh, and the teacher asked us all to bring in a song that we thought uh, had something to say, right? Mm-hmm. So I brought in this song by, by refused, and um, right when I got to the can screen part, they turned it off, right? But of they, course. I had to explain to them what I thought the song meant, and that, even then I was I was uh, pretty spot on, on what I thought it meant, and um, they they moved on. <laughs> but yeah, I brought this song to sociology class, and um, I hate that where people are like, it, it happens a lot in classes where it's like. Bring a song in. Because I, I think I did something like that in high school, too. It's like, you know, kind of like a protest song or something like that. And mm-hmm. they want Bob Dylan, Woody Guthrie. It's like, give us your your folk songs from, you know, the, the 50s and 60s. And it's like, you know, people are still protesting stuff, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, this is still... People still have stuff to say now. And if I was to, if I were to say something, I think every song in this record is a protest song, right? Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Which brings us into uh, Refuse program. program. Um, mm-hmm. And this has like a little political interview, interview, which I'm like, oh, holy fuck, Nation of Ulysses now. Because that's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I only listen to Nation of Ulysses after this. But that was a spoken word thing. And it says capitalism is indeed organized crime. We're all the victims. That's part of it. And um, yep. on my, I had these pants in high school that like I wrote on. I wrote capitalism is organized crime. And... Uh, and I got I got stern looking at from teachers and then people were like, Well that's the way it is, so what are you gonna do about it? <laughs> like <laughs> I was like, Well fuck, I mean, I'm at least trying to protest it in some way and you're just talking shit on me, asshole. Yeah, uh-huh. you're just waiting to die. Yeah, oh, yeah. oh shit, like that let's bring, song. bring it back. Uh, <laughs> um one thing I was getting really annoyed about, and I don't know why, but people being wrong on the internet really bugs me. Yeah, um, sure, man. I, I, but I actually this song in new noise people uh-huh. were like oh yeah these are actually just live recordings of these songs because like there's applause and stuff in it and it was like do you not know that samples exist yeah yeah it's 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 fucking 100 like added in after the fact like yeah it's and, a studio thing and the, there could be parts of it that were taken from a live recording but this song is not played live yeah and when it comes to uh new noise when that when that when the Audience comes in when that applause comes in. It's a pretty great part of the song. It's fucking fantastic. But uh, mm-hmm. but uh, I was not a fan. Fucking fantastic. But um, yeah. I don't know what people think. And I think new noise or even now or songs. I feel like they advocate violence to bring revolution. Did you get mm-hmm. that? Yeah. But yeah, uh, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that, that. but uh, refuse party program. This has like the least amount of lyrics and 
any of the songs on the record. Because really, I could read them out now. This is a pulse. This is the sound of the beat of a new generation. This is a movement. This is a rhythm. The noise of revolution. That's really it. There's a bunch of yeahs and there you programs. go. <laughs> uh, but I want to mention this um, one has a really cool, like chunky riff that's mm-hmm. like jittery. Like it's very, it's almost like math rocky. Oh yeah, the, there's, there's. I really some, like it. There are some math rocky parts in this, and I want to mention the uh, the Swedish accent that Dennis has. Instead of saying mm-hmm. yeah, he says yeah. Oh, instead of like, <laughs> it's like yeah, you know. And I, me and my brother, we talk like that all the time. We're making fun of refused. We'll be like yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and this one ends really weird too with like, like this almost oscillation. a minute of yeah like just electric oscillating sound yeah, and it goes into protest song 68 which i think has definitely the coolest uh drum part in it you know yeah it's just like this like repeated sampled drum beat like it sounds kind of like cut up yeah, like, but um, i'd say half it's spoken when it comes to lyrics too mm-hmm. i um, like the line punch a hole in tradition yeah uh, and then the part of roll my eyes is we could be dangerous. Art as a real threat. And I'm like, huh. I mean, <laughs> I'm 34, so I, I know that. I mean, as much as I think art can turn over a nation or you know make a big difference, uh, I'm a cynical person now, so I don't think it can. I think it can. If oh, it well, couldn't, could you, then would you be an optimist? Fascists and dictators wouldn't push the intellectuals and the artists out of a country when they took okay. over. Okay. So right. There's got to be something there. Uh, they mentioned uh, Mal- uh, Malatestas. Malatestas was a um, Enrico Malatesta from a. He was an Italian anarchist and revolutionary socialist. Uh, hmm. He was exiled for Italy for the things he wrote. And I think protest song 68 is not talking about 1968. I think it's about, it's talking about 1868. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, but protest. Um, or it could be talking about Phil Oaks and those uh, folks from the uh, folk movement and. Um, and then, you know, the protest songs again. Right. Yeah. Uh, I like I like the part where it kind of, like, slows down. You've got this kind of a pretty guitar line with, mm-hmm. like, some weird electronic drums behind it. And then it finishes off with the last verse just being super heavy. I do want to mention the uh, reference Henry Miller in the intro. Henry Miller uh, wrote Tropic of Cancer. If you guys know anything about books, it was banned for um, obscenity. Oh, really? Yeah. The trop- yeah. But, yeah. It was supposed to be pornographic. I went online to figure out what was so pornographic about it, and I can't figure it out. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that was Protest on 68. Um, then we get into my probably second favorite song on the record called um, Refused or Fucking Dead. Or fucking, yeah, very fuck, prophetic. Yeah, fucking dead. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the, and I don't, I don't know if this is... Intentional, but the beginning of the song sounds a lot like a Fugazi song called "Do You Like Me," um, because it it sounds like it's being recorded in the jam space with just like a like a single mic and a shitty tape recorder, and then it goes into like the queer part of it. And that's, yeah, it's crazy. It sounds almost like they recorded it like a jam session and then buried the tape in the ground and then mm-hmm. played the tape later. Yeah, like it sounds like. Uh, like it degraded a little bit. It's all fuzzed out. It just sounds really cool. Uh, I really like that. Um, the line where it says, now young seeker for the new romantics, we express ourselves in a loud and fashionable way. Um, mm-hmm. And that they, they, you hear it like whispered at first. And then the second time, they actually the only semblance, I guess, of like a melody in the song is when they sing it, <laughs> when it right. sings it in the second, <laughs> like right before it ends. But I mean, to me, the real genius in this song is, is the interlude. Like, like when it comes through and it, it, it actually 
elevates the song if you listen to all of it instead of just hearing the first um, four minutes, three minutes of it. Right. I like this song quite I really a bit. love the like lead guitar line on this one. Yeah, which reminds me a lot of uh, Circle of the Sci Squatch by Mastodon. Like, I think they they must have made, they had to have heard this album and been like, let's kind of do that. And then they more or less ripped it off. But <laughs> <laughs> okay. All like, right. I'll, I'll send it to you after this. Um, and you're going to be like, that's just fucking refused or fucking dead yeah that's definitely what it is um, <laughs> uh but uh do you want to get into the next one which is yeah the uh, shape of punk to come which has a titular track which, which starts out as a pops 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 like like, like that, another interesting um another interesting beat there's a lot of complex i don't want to say complex it gets complex rhythms in this record and this is one mm. of them and there's also uh yeah a lot in this so yeah there's yeah a lot um a lot of jays one thing i like on this one Mm -hmm. is it initially starts off sounding like it's really far away or outside Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then it kicks in but then it like kicks in again like Mm -hmm. it changes it adds like an extra layer to that trope of this is far away and then now we're in i don't know it was it was really cool it's like when like the chorus kicks off it's like oh shit there's more to this (laughs) this also has sort of like a like it, it, it um oscillates from left to right when it comes to playing guitar. They make it sound like it's wavy. I don't know, mm-hmm. which I enjoyed quite a bit. Honestly, this this is a good song too. Um, yeah, we got a bit of a fighting lyric on here. Oh with, yeah. we've all we all been beaten, battered, and bruised. Told to get down. <laughs> told to get down. <laughs> we're not. We're all dressed up. We got nowhere to go. Um, <laughs> and then it's just things like Alice and Beats with a new thing to see, which is just. The um, rebellion of youth, I guess, is what mm-hmm. it's talking about. Then smash guitars like you see on TV, with burning <laughs> speakers with and with flaming hair. We have a riot right here. So um, suck on that, guys. Yeah, <laughs> take that. <laughs> suck on it. Put it in your mouth. Swirl it around. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. This is um, this is probably my second least favorite song on the record. Oh, least favorite. Yeah. I, mm. My least favorite is um, Brutius Poem or Tome Poem. Oh, yeah, but well, that's like a filler track. Yeah, it's you a filler It's not a real song, right? <laughs> so, like, this is your real least favorite song. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, that's my real least favorite song. Um, and, you know, uh, I, but that's not to say I don't like this song. I like almost all songs in this record. It's a fantastic yeah. record. And it's, I agree. And it's, oh, we'll get to more than that. Let's move on to the next track. Uh, Dan Houser. Yeah, two Der- tracks left. Yeah. Dan Houser Derive. Yeah, sure. It starts out. It's, it's <laughs> it starts out with a violin, right? Um, mm-hmm. And it, it's got for, it's some for, uh, Metallica's S and M shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the first three minutes are really just that that sort of opera, right? Like opera sounding because that's where it, it comes to. Um, yeah, starts off on like a quieter note, but then it it all builds really well to yeah. the track kicking off. Which this track is also, I think, the longest on the album at eight minutes and nine seconds. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely the longest, and it it's it's a it's a good way to start start winding it down, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it's also like the last uh, like heavy song on the album too. Oh yeah, uh, this song is uh, to me is basically this. It and it's I guess the least political song, but then they add a lot of political stuff to it. Uh, this song, I guess, is what I mean. What's it about? It's about taking control of the night, or I mean, 
If you, if you, I got a lot of like looking at stuff differently. Like, um, you know, you can see, uh, I think the lines of this, like you can see the road as a road or the road can be an adventure. Sure. Like, it's just <laughs> ordinary things can be something different. Yeah. And there's a line of the, which apparently comes to, uh, Gita board's concept of driven, which mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, to uh, keen on figuring out what that means right now. <laughs> but it's a revolutionary strategy, if I were to say it. Um, <laughs> it's about looking at stuff differently. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, and, no, that's what the strategy is. Okay. Yeah. And, again, it's it's predictability of life in every life and advanced capitalism, um, mm-hmm. which this whole record's <laughs> basically just like, fuck you, capitalism. We're going we're gonna to bring it down. Right. <laughs> then... Let's get into the final track on the record. Um, one of my favorite. Well, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Ten Hours of ends with this sort of uh, melodica, cello, violin, upright bass sort of interlude. That yeah, it's this, really cool. And then it sort of at the end of it, it sort of it didn't it it refer- it sort of um forebodes the the main I guess melody line. The next track, um, the final track called the Apollo Program was a hoax. Um, first, I want to address the name of this. I do not think the hologram was a hoax. I actually want to prove that we do. We actually went to the moon. Just a thing. What? I know. I'm crazy. Wow, you'll believe anything. I know. Wait. <laughs> I mean, you believe the same thing, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> Come on. I'm not a so moon this... landing denier. <laughs> It'd be so weird if you're like, the Earth is flat and there's no God. I mean, or there's no uh, hologram. But like, whoa, I did not know this. Um Guys, if you are a fighter, the fighter guy, uh, I don't know. I can speak for Ryan, but don't listen to this podcast. Yeah, I can agree with that. Okay, cool. Well, um, I mean, if you're, I guess, if you're looking for flat Earth propaganda, you're not going to find it here. Yeah, that's true. We're not going to support you either, <laughs> assholes. Or, Nor uh, Donut Earth. We're not going to believe Donut Earth stuff either. But I do like donuts. So. Yeah, but the donut, the Earth isn't shaped like a donut. Not yet. Nor is a donut shaped like the Earth. <laughs> So I love the upright beat in this song, and the, the power program is a hoax. So like it's it's all soft. It's but I love like uh, how it's sort of either they're bending the note or they're tuning it at the same time. And I love, oh, I think it, they're just sliding. Okay, it's on a fretless, which sounds like that. It's I love the uh, the creak on the bench. You can hear, mm-hmm. which is which is super cool. Um, it sounds like a like a jam session. Yeah, and this is where we're going to talk about the Swedish Swedish accent again. So. <laughs> So I went and looked through the lyrics or the any of the people they thank to see how many R's are in the names of people. Because he doesn't say barricades, says barricades, right? He didn't say the <laughs> R in it. He does not say free, he says free. <laughs> right? So he says sabotage will set us free. Like, and I'm like, <laughs> so I, I was like, that's weird. That's weird. And me and my brother also, since we're both big, big fans of this record, We'll say that all the time. Like, for example, we had this stupid, this is making me sound like such a loser, but me and my brother had this twin language because we are twins. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had this thing where we'll text each other song lyrics, but there's no spaces and they're spelled phonetically, right? So it's a, <laughs> like, so like we have to decipher it using that stupid. Right. And so <laughs> that, like, for example, sabotage stuff, we he'll do F W E E, you know? <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, like petrol bombs wouldn't be like P-E-T-R-U-L-L, you know, like something like that. <laughs> but, um, uh-huh. but uh, yeah, this song is cool. I like this song quite a bit. It's a great way to tr- close, close it out. 
I think it's an interesting way to close it out because I had mentioned it earlier. Like this is kind of a punk record against punk. Yeah. Uh-huh. Almost. Okay. And to end it with a stand-up bass acoustic guitar song is very, it, it seems on the surface, not very punk, but like the lyrics are still very punk lyrics. Oh yeah. Throw a rock in the It's just about, you know, it's about pushing forward. It's about, punching a hole in tradition yeah punk had kind of gotten itself traditionalized i guess and it wasn't normalized this song moving itself forward as an art this this also a song i think that also advocates violence petrol bombs and barricades like Mm -hmm. uh, and i'm not saying advocate but i think i think dennis had the idea when they said what a revolution would look like and apparently to him it looked like a 1930s riot (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) um but uh i that that's the shape of punk to come. It's a yeah. It's a like twelve, chimer the chimerical abomination in twelve bursts. I want to mention there's a few bands that have covered this. Anthrax is one of them. Crazy Town is one of them. Like I remember, <laughs> I saw a thing on YouTube and it was Crazy Town doing new noise. I'm like, what the fuck? I also want to mention new noise has a point where Dennis Lewis goes woo right, and, yeah. um, and that's probably the most iconic woo in any song besides song number two by Boer. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, which, I mean, hey. Do I'm, you mean Woohoo by the Gorillas? Oh, yeah. <laughs> dot WAV? Because that's what my LimeWire file said. Woohoo by the Gorillas? Yeah. <laughs> kind of like, kind of like, a, I'm, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Uh, yeah, kind of like, a, I'm not, uh, what was it? Because Harvey Danger, that song, um, Fight Pulse a lot of people mm-hmm. said that it was like um it was like I'm not sick by Green Day. <laughs> like, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Oh LimeWire. Yeah. I mean I I'm old enough that I remember when Napster. When I was I mean I remember Napster, uh-huh. but I never used it. I was it was Kazaa and LimeWire. I, I remember I tried searching for Soko Jerks on Kazaa. Mm-hmm. I got porn. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was different. <laughs> but uh <laughs> Because at first, the first time I went to my uncle's house and he was showing us Kazaa. And I said, I, he's like, what do you want to download? I'm like, Circle Jerks. And he wouldn't do it. And he just acted like he didn't hear me. And so when I got home, right. I downloaded Kazaa and I looked for Circle Jerks. And then I realized why he didn't want to search for it. So. <laughs> whoopsie. Yeah, whoopsie. Um, but yeah. Uh, but those were fighting words. I mean, yeah. I'm, ready to, I'm ready to throw down, throw some bows. Throw some bows? Uh, yeah. Hold on one second. Name's fighting words. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that was a fused, uh, this is a great record. I really, anyone who's a fan of punk music will like it or not, actually. I remember there are a lot of, there are a lot of people that... Depends on the type of punk you like and how traditional you want it. If you're open-minded, I would recommend this record. Yeah. Um, th- I want to mention a few bands who say this record was influenced, right? Uh, Linkin Park. Um. Interesting. Duff McKagan, who was part of Guns N' Roses and Velvet Revolver. Um, some 41, um, three members of Blink-22, two members of Blink-22, Tom Lange and Mark Hoppus, AFI, Papa Roach, um, Under Oath, uh, The Used, Every Time I Die, Now we're Gene, A Lot of Dispute, as a, uh, Jeff Rickley of Thursday, United Nations and No Devotion, and a few other people that I'm, I'm, I'm just going people, but yeah, um, 
this is a... I wouldn't say if you like those bands that you will necessarily like this, though. Right. Because I feel like all those bands you named, I was like, none of those sound like this. No, not at all. Like, especially Blink-182, <laughs> what the fuck? Or Lincoln... Yeah. I mean, I guess I could hear Lincoln Park because like the electronic references. But, you know, I don't like Lincoln Park, so... Mm-hmm. But they say they're influences, so, I mean, what does influence really mean? Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, the influences to start doing music? I don't know. I mean... And Poison the Well, when they did the record um, You Come Before You, they was specifically um, went out and found the producers for this record to produce that record. And You oh, Come Before nice. You is not near as good as this record. So uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that says. Um, but um, are you ready to uh, to find the next topic we're doing? I'm so ready. All right. I got the, I got our bag. Or, or the hat. Here's the so. bag. The hat. The hat. Okay. The next one we're doing... It's free play, so we just bring whatever we want. Oh, cool! Yeah, that's a good one. Free play is fun because I, 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 I can just do, do them a thing and just do it. This is a pretty simple one. I'm actually it's the hardest one I think to find the one I want to bring. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm the same way. I'll need to like maybe look at what other themes we've put in there so I can not choose something that'll match those. Yeah, man. So, uh, so what else you get going on, pal? Um. Well, I do the song you are currently hearing now. Um, it's my band Smell. It's our uh, it's our outro. Uh, if you like it, you can find us at smell.bandcamp.com, and both of our albums are on there to download for free and check out if you like the music you hear on this show. What about you? I do a uh, podcast every week called Moves That Don't Suck and Something Do. It comes out either Sundays or Mondays, depending on how uh, tired or uh, lazy I am. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> I do it with my buddy Neil. We do two movies a week. Uh, in fact, the last one, this one comes out. We, I don't know if you guys are listening to this, but we, we did the New Mutants and uh, and another movie. And I think both of them were very good. No, no, I'm sorry, New Mutants and I think of anything which is on Netflix. Um, spoiler alert: one of those movies is very bad. But um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's what I do. Um, and you can reach us online at what places, pal? Uh, well, we have an email at uh-huh. recordnightpod at gmail.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash recordnight. And we're on Instagram at recordnightpod. We're the, the yellow logo. Yeah, and we're we're, uh, we're recordnight, not recordnight podcast. Like I said, nice but guys. they're cool guys. They're cool guys, yeah. And uh, apparently they got a new set of too. I don't know if you saw that on, on Instagram. Oh, awesome. I mean, it's like a table. I don't know if they got new equipment. Who knows? I mean, I did, and I... I that's what, cool. That's what influenced me to post the uh, new stuff <laughs> we got. Well, we did a collab episode with them that's pretty good if you guys need something else to check out. Oh, for sure, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a good one. We talked... Uh, I mean, you guys can see it. I forgot. We were with Tim yep. and Paula <laughs> and Sturgill Simpson, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Uh, and, and um, yeah, until next time. Adios. <laughs>